You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. and think there must be more than this to life are you looking for more joy freedom and purpose in your life this is living a courageous authentic life with your host jennifer monahan many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals but we may soon realize that something is missing jennifer was there and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power find joy and realize your full potential now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today, I'd like to talk about success. Our society places a great deal of emphasis on being successful. But what does it mean to be successful? When I say the word success to you, what comes to mind? Now, if you're like most people, you probably envisioned a big house or a fancy car and a a really big bank account. Uh, Maybe you added in being famous, like one of your favorite movie stars or a celebrity. Or perhaps you included in some form of power, such as a fancy title or a high-level job. Whatever it is that uh, you defined as success, again, it most likely is along these lines. What I found is in our society, we tend to revere people. We think those people are the ones we need to emulate uh, who have attained that kind of success with the big house, the fancy car, and the uh, large bank account. Our society has been spoon-feeding us this one-size-fits-all definition of success that quite frankly is unattainable by many and doesn't align with the true purpose and passion that most people have. Uh, for some people, it may be having, you know, success may be having that job or that certain title or that certain income level or that house. But the fact is, for most people, that's not what their true passion is. It's not what their uh, purpose is. And because we've been spoon-fed this one-size-fits-all definition, it leads to a number of different problems, and we'll talk about those today. But one of the biggest is when we have this predefined definition of success, it causes people to walk away from their dreams, from whatever their courageous, authentic life is or is meant to be, and instead follow what I'll call the safe path uh, that can hopefully lead to this generic definition of success. And, you know, I'll be completely honest, I was just as guilty of this as everyone else. I approached my career, you know, I thought of success in terms of career, and I approached my career as this progression of steps that would basically lead to an increase every month in my monthly income. 
And that would allow me to purchase whatever it was that I wanted and to, you know, live the good life. And as my career grew, my power and my responsibility of my job title would grow as well. And that was how I viewed success. When I was 21, I wrote down my goals for my life. And I actually still have the list. It's in my desk. And, you know, I pull it out every once in a while and look at it. And I pulled it out when I was prepping for this show. You know, the ink is a bit faded on it because it's been a bit of time since I was 21. And uh, some of the items on the list were much more experiential. Uh, So I wanted to learn uh, Swahili, for example, to go on an African safari. I still haven't done that yet, but it's on my bucket list. But I had this very specific career development plan, complete with job titles, salaries, et cetera, that I expected to get at each level. And I'd even put an age goal for each. So by this age, I want to be at this level and have this kind of salary. And was fully expecting to be a CEO of a large international firm by the time I was 45. Thank goodness I didn't accomplish everything on that list. And I'm not saying that the list is bad and it's, you know, having goals is good. Maybe not as detailed as mine because it doesn't give you that much flexibility in your life. But having goals is good. But now that I look back on those goals, I realize that they weren't really my goals. They were the goals that society had defined for me. And I had bought into them hook, line, and sinker. So even though the goal to be a CEO, I mean, that is a good goal for somebody who truly has that passion and drive for it, right? And aligned with their heart. But in my case, being a CEO like that wasn't aligned with my heart. It wasn't aligned with my purpose. But I kept at it, right? Because I bought into this definition of success. And as a result, I worked blindly towards this goal. And I lost a little bit of my spark every day, that little bit of me that really made me feel alive, every day I'd lose just a tiny bit more. When we define success this narrowly, we we set ourselves up for all sorts of negative things. You know, we set ourselves up for depression and feeling like we're a failure. And the reason for that is because this definition is what I like to call an outwardly focused definition. It's one that's based on material goods, um, and a level of status that quite, you know, quite frankly, is attained only by a few people because there's only a few, you know, of high level status CEO, top executive type of roles in our, com- in our society. Um, there's only so many people who are going to end up being a famous movie star or a celebrity. And when we define success as narrowly as it being, you know, a big house, a nice car, the fancy vacations, the big bank account, we end up comparing what we have. So our house, our car, our clothing, our job title, whatever it is, to what everyone else has. And we end up in this weird position, right? We, we can feel that what we have is better than what, other have, than what others have, right? And therefore, we can say is, we are a success. We can look around and say, oh, their car isn't as nice as mine, so I'm more successful. Or their house is smaller than mine, so I'm more successful. But then we can also look in the other direction and say, gee, this person's house is bigger than mine, or that person has the newer model car, or they're going on this really cool African safari, and I've never gone on an African safari, so therefore they're the success, and I am not the success. I am a failure, and I am not good enough. This is the the mental games that we can play when we define success this way. 
And what's really interesting is when we have this narrow definition of success, it has a greater impact beyond the individual person. So beyond me or beyond you, this definition impacts the community as well and can cause, for example, one person to turn on another in almost a dog-eat-dog kind of mentality. And the reason it does that is because there's a sense of scarcity associated with this definition. Because after all, how many high-end cars are there out there? And if everybody had them, would they really be high-end cars and would they be an indicator of my success? I got to get something else, something else, something else. Uh, How many high-level titles available are there? So there's this sense of scarcity that we have to attain something, material usually, and nobody else can have it. And when we look at our society today, we can see this playing out all over the place. I mean, it's the basis for most thefts because people who are doing stealing either see themselves lacking either the item that it is that they're stealing or they're lacking the money that would help them feel more successful. When we look at corporations, they have a similar definition of success and it's usually rooted in sales figures, bottom line or some type of shareholder return. It's financially based, typically. And obviously tracking these things is important. We want to make sure that we're running a business in such a way that it is generating revenue and income so employees can be paid and whatnot and shareholders can be paid. When an organization focuses solely on these figures for success, it typically leads to a short-term focus. And I'll talk more about that when we come back from the break. If you have any questions or you want to join the conversation about success, give me a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Essential Nutrients LLC is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. 
And we're back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we're talking about success and the definition of success. Just before the break, I was sharing that we defined success very narrowly and was looking at how businesses define success, large corporations, and how they focus on Usually things like sales figures to the bottom line or shareholder return. And those are all great things to focus on. But when we only focus on those kind of metrics when we're a business, it typically leads to a short-term focus, which can then cause the organization to ignore the impact of the business and its decisions on the planet and generations ahead because they want to be able to have success today. So the questions then become, and I'm making these up, but, you know, should we consider a quarterly return a success if it means that our drinking water will be poisoned for generations? That's something that we need to think about uh, and maybe redefine how we define success for corporations. So today, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about success, what it is, since it's not the fancy car in the big bank account. Uh, I'm going to put that stake in the ground, how to achieve it and why it's important to stick with it for the long haul. So if success isn't the big house or the fancy car or the huge bank account with some type of power associated with it, what is success? I personally believe that the definition of success is much bigger and much more personal than those outwardly focused material things. In fact, I don't believe that there is just one definition of what success looks like. I think success is based on following your heart and what is important to your soul. It's a very personal thing it's an, uh, and unique to each individual. But in short, I think definition, the definition of success is an inwardly focused one, not based on external material goods or variables, but inwardly. What does your heart want for your life? What's important to you? Where are your passions? What do, where do they lie? And then bringing that forward in such a way that you can say, I've achieved that. I'm not the only one who thinks this way. Business Insider published an article in March of this year. It was titled, 12 Rich, Powerful People Share Their Surprising Definitions of Success. And these definitions vary greatly from this standard, you know, lots of money, big house kind of definition of how we perceive success. And I want to share what some of them had to say to kind of get people thinking about, ooh, this might be a different way to think about success. So I'll start first with uh, Sir Richard Branson, who's the founder of the Virgin Group. And he said that success should be measured by how happy you are. It's that simple for him. If you're happy, you're successful. It doesn't matter what your bank account looks like. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, where you work, or what you do. If you're happy, you are successful. Ariana Huffington, who's the co-founder of the Huffington Post, said that money and power are not enough of a definition of success and that well-being, wisdom, wonder, and giving need to be part of the success definition. Shark Tank, uh, the TV show, billionaire investor Mark Cuban says the definition of success is waking up in the morning with a smile on your face knowing that it's going to be a great day. Legendary basketball coach John Wooden said, success is knowing that you made the effort to do the best at what you are capable of doing. And Warren Buffett, the legendary investor, said he measures success by how many people love him. I mean, how beautiful is that? I know I'm successful if people love me. 
and want to be around me and care about me. I mean, beautiful. Maya Angelou, the acclaimed author, believed that success is liking yourself, liking what you do, and liking how you do it. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates agrees with Warren Buffett and says that success is about feeling like you made a difference. Spiritual teacher Deepak Chopra believes that success is the continued expansion of happiness and the progressive realization of worthy goals. And finally, for President Barack Obama, success is all about the difference you make in other people's lives. Not one of these people mentioned anything material. It was about happiness, following your heart, sharing love, making a difference in other people's lives, having the courage to get up every day with a smile and face the day, knowing it's your day and you're going to do something with it. And while you could argue that these people already have achieved the traditional definition of success, they've got the money, they've got, you know, the cars, they've got the fancy title, you could say, gee, they've already achieved it. So they have the ability and the freedom to define success differently. I don't believe that that's the case with them. And in fact, if you look at these people throughout their lives, before they became rich, before they had the power and the fancy cars and all of that, they aspire to that same definition of success that they gave this year for that article. So let me share a couple examples for you. President Obama, well before he was a senator or the president, worked as the director of a church-based community organization in Chicago. And we all know nonprofits are not, you know, you're not going to make a million dollars at a nonprofit. But what you do do, and what he did was he focused on helping people by setting up a job training program, a college prep tutoring program, a tenants' rights organization, all geared towards making a difference in people's lives. So even before he had all of that power, he was living his definition of success. Bill Gates, same thing. Uh, he was He's big on, you know, giving money to others. So he had to earn some before he could start being philanthropic. But he started those activities in 1994 with the de development of the William H. Gates Foundation, which then became the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2000. And then, this is really cool, in 2009, he teamed up with Warren Buffett and they founded the Giving Pledge, where they and other billionaires pledged to give at least half of their wealth to some type of philanthropic organization or activity. Maya Angelou came from a very poor background, and she had an incredibly difficult childhood. And yet she managed to pull herself up every day and like herself and pursue a whole variety of careers with that focus, determination, and joy that she talked about in her definition. And she did all that before she became famous. And Mark Cuban, I love this about Mark Cuban. He said he was happy, which was his definition of success, where you're feeling happy. And he said he felt like he was successful when he was poor, living six guys in a three-bedroom apartment, sleeping on the floor. He felt successful at that point in his life. And I wonder how many of us can say that, right? Because we've, we've continued to have that outward focus instead of the inward focus. What I take away from all of this is that success, again, is highly personal. And it's so much more than how most people define success. It varies by individual, and it can be vastly different from one person to another. The important thing is that success needs to be based on what your heart values and what not what society says. 
We're going to take another quick break. Call in with your thoughts or questions, 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia daly Lipe is a renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia daly Lipe's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.betterhomeandgarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand-name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about success, or more specifically, redefining success. And like everything else in life, if you know you can't define what you want or what you value in life, if you can't define success, you probably won't get there, and you'll fall into that idea that success is how society has defined it for you. So it's important to be able to clearly state what success looks like for you so that you know you're on the right path and you know you're heading in the right direction and you can use it to guide you as you go through life. So how do you go about defining success for you? Again, it's highly personal and it's highly individual. Stephen Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, had one suggestion in his book, which was, if you carefully consider what you want to be said of you in the funeral experience, you will find your definition of success. Basically, what he's saying is, what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want people to say about you as, you know, they're giving the eulogy about uh, at your funeral? What do you want them to remember about you and bring across for everyone else? So how do you go about doing that? Uh, One way is to begin first by defining what it is you want to create with your life. What is the most important thing to your life? And it's important to look beyond just your career, your job title, and your income level and include all aspects of your life. And your career is definitely one area where you may want to define success, right? Uh, But let's also look bigger than that. 
I was talking with uh, some of my aunts this morning and we were talking about this, about success. They were asking about today's show and, and one of them said, you know, for me, success is raising healthy children that are well adjusted and, you know, the pride and accomplishment that goes with that. And that's well beyond a, a career to something much more personal. What are the things that define accomplishment and abundance to you? Again, abundance comes in many shapes and flavors. It's not just money. Abundance could be an abundance of love, like Warren Buffett said, or an abundance of joy, or an abundance of happiness and laughter, or an abundance of good health. I mean, abundance is so many things. So what really equals abundance for you? Looking further, you know, what are the things that cause you the most joy and happiness? And that really should be your starting point. Happiness and joy are a critical part of this equation of success. We're meant to be happy. Our lives, I mean, we have up and down in life. I mean, that's part of life. We're going to have good days and bad days. But our overall kind of baseline point should be one of happiness, or peaceful joy, or something along those lines, right? We're, we're, we're feeling positive about life. If we can't find joy in our daily lives and how we measure success, we are, I would put out there, unsuccessful at our lives. Who wants to go through life feeling miserable and unhappy? I mean, that's not living. What's the point, for example, of working that corporate job that gives you the money, the title, the power, if... Every morning you wake up and you have a knot in your stomach and you don't want to go and you count down the days until it's Friday afternoon and you're like, oh, I'm almost there. And then you end up having a heart attack because you don't enjoy what you're doing and you're pushing yourself through it because you've got this preconceived notion that this is what you should be doing. And as a result, the stress of it caused you harm. I would say that that's not someone who's successful. The person who's happy and joyful is successful. I saw something on Facebook this morning, and I'm not going to remember his name, but one of the actors from The Cosby Show, it was the husband of uh, the oldest daughter, whose name is also escaping me. He was photographed recently working at a Trader Joe's supermarket uh, as a cash register. And somebody shared the photo. It got picked up by one of the news stations, and they put it out there with almost a really disparaging statement about look who's bagging your groceries um, and, and put him down for this job working at Trader Joe's. And he went on Good Morning, Good Morning America. And he said, you know, he said, I took this job because I needed a little extra money, you know, supporting my family. Sometimes the acting jobs don't come through. He said, and I take a great deal of pride in my job. He said, every job is important. Everything that people do to support themselves, you know, I'm looking at a good, honest way of doing it. I take pride in it. It makes me happy. And anybody who puts that down, quite frankly, is judging me by a different level of success than what true success is. So we don't need to have those things, right? And this, this actor whose name is escaping me is an excellent example of finding happiness and joy wherever you are in life. The beauty of our world and our lives is that we have the choice on where we want to focus and what we want to accomplish with our lives. 
that's not true everywhere, but we have the choice. And we often hold ourselves back from our choices. We prevent ourselves from going somewhere or doing something. And, you know, that quite frankly is a conversation for a whole nother show because of our fear, because we worry we're going to fall flat on our face or we won't make the money or we're going to end up homeless or people are going to laugh at us. We hold ourselves back from what we truly want to do and what would make us feel successful with this life that we're living while we're on the planet. So we have a choice. We have to embrace that choice and we have to choose to live the life that we want and choose to how we want to define success. So start first, like I said, by saying, gee, what do I want to create for my life? Because I have that choice. Let me go after it. What do I want to create? And the goal here is to create something so that when you're on your deathbed, you can look back and say, yeah, I lived a really good life. I feel like I was successful about it and I have no regrets about it. So you've defined it, and the next thing you need to do is break it down into something really tangible that helps you know that you're on the path for success. So I almost think of that definition of success, that first part as being like a guiding principle or the North Star. This is the direction I want to go in, but I still need a map to kind of get to where exactly where I'm going. And I'll, I'll share my personal example. Um, my definition of success is to live my life with authenticity passion, unapologetic fierceness, courage, freedom, love, and joy. And I know, I know that's a mouthful to say, and I'm going to share more about that when we come back because we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, I'll talk more about it. Call in with your thoughts or your questions at 861, sorry, 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. Patricia Fayeweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight 
for life. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about redefining success, and we have a caller on the phone, Betsy. Hi, Betsy. How are you? Jennifer, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for calling in and listening to the show. And do you have a question or a comment about success? Oh, thank you. I do. Well, I do. I have a question for you. And I love everything that you're saying about success and redefining. How do you actually break down what you've been programmed to believe your whole life? You know, the things that you first mentioned, success is a big house, a fancy car. How do you get rid of that so that you can open up to the real things that you want? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I will share my own experience because uh, it's not an easy thing to do. And even now, even though I'm doing what I love and have a life that brings me a great deal of joy, every once in a while, I'll still have these moments of, oh, my gosh, but my bank account isn't as big as it used to be. Ooh, and I get nervous, right? Um, I think for me, it was my accident that caused me to really reassess. It had been kind of going around a little bit. I enjoyed consulting. I was good at consulting, but it wasn't fulfilling me. And then I had the accident, which, as you know, was one where I was very lucky that I lived through that accident. And it made me take stock and say, oh, my gosh, what am I doing with my life? I'm, you know, living it, but I'm not really living it. I'm not having the connections with people that I want. And it was that sense of something's missing in my life that really started me rethinking what my success looks like. Because as I mentioned, you know, when I was 21, success was getting to that CEO position by the time I was 45 and making X number (laughs) of dollars a year, right? Um, Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't until I started noticing that I wasn't happy and that there, there, there was a feeling of lack, even though I did have, you know, the good job and the title and I had a decent paycheck, I still had something that felt like it was lacking. So I guess I turned the question on you. Yeah. And so what is it that's lacking in your life? Where is it that you're feeling like, oh, that's just, I wish I had more time for this or, you know, gosh, I never, you know, I'm never able to do that or whatever it is, right? What's lacking? And that might give you an insight into what does success really look like for you? Okay. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Um, Yeah. So just get rid of all the notion of money and stuff and dive and in go, like you did. Dive, dive into your heart and say, gee, is there a part of my life where I'm just feeling dissatisfied? It doesn't mean you have to feel sad about it, but you're just like, I feel dissatisfied about this and explore it more. So for me, I was feeling dissatisfied because I was I didn't have as much time as I wanted to connect with people. I wasn't able to spend as much time doing the shamanic work and the coaching work uh, and the writing work. 
And I realized that that was where my passion lied, connecting with others and doing that kind of work. And then I said, well, that's very different from, very different, right? From, from the big house and the car and everything. I was like, well, what do I really want? What do I want my life to be? And that's where I came up with this courageous, fierce, unapologetic, I'm just going after what I want in my life. May I ask you a question now? Are you happier now than you were before? I think I am. I mean, I was happy before, but I wasn't as fulfilled before. And now I'm happy and fulfilled. And there's this, I'm gonna, I call it a peaceful joy that I go through every day with. Even when things are kind of icky or, you know, I have a bad day, I'm able to really quickly get back to that, that peaceful joy state. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess well, I would ask you, you and you don't much. have to answer on thank the air. Thank you for taking the You're time. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I will challenge you. You don't have to answer on the air or anything, but just dig into it and say, what is success for me? What does it look like? And then, like I said, you don't have to answer on the air. So, okay. Thank you for calling in, Betsy. Um, I shared before the break that for me, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Did you have any other questions? All right. I think we might be losing Betsy. Okay. I'm going to continue on. Betsy, if you have another question, call back in. Um, I was sharing before the commercial break that my personal definition Mm -hmm. is to live my life with authenticity, passion, unapologetic fierceness, courage, freedom, love, and joy. And that is a mouthful, right? Um, And it's kind of vague, right? It's like, well, what does that mean? How do I make it real? How will I know that I have achieved it? And that's really the next step in defining success in your life. Um, You need to be able to say, how do I know that I've lived with passion, fierceness, courage, et cetera, right? And for me, and this could vary by somebody else, for somebody else, living with passion, fierceness, and courage might be something to do with how they are as a parent or uh, how they give their time to others. For me, it means facing my fears. And that's a big theme throughout my life, right? Each time I let a fear hold me back, based on my definition of success, I know that I've missed out on an opportunity to be successful with my my living, my life. And each time I work through a fear or move ahead, even when things are uncertain, I view that as a win for me. So being able to take your definition and then make it tangible is an important facet of living successfully. It's not enough just to have the vision. It's not enough to have the North Star. You also have to have how, what's my map? What's my guide that I know I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. Like any other goal we may have in life, whether it's to lose weight or train for a marathon or to learn a new language, Achieving success in creating our life and what's important in our life requires that we're diligent, that we are committed, and that we have focus on it. 
It's not going to just fall in our laps. So we're going to come back. We're going to take another quick break. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability. So they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit wikiwags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit mywikiwags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at JobsAnnex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. JobsAnnex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about redefining success. And just before the break, I was saying that, you know, it's not enough to define success and the roadmap. We actually have to work uh, and do the work in order to be successful. It requires diligence, commitment, and focus. Um, and, you know, it's also important as we go after success to try to make the journey that we're on, or this life that we're living, as fun and enjoyable as possible. So the first key to achieve or to move in the direction of success, and I say more move in the direction because I don't think our our ability to be successful ends at a certain point. It's not a goal as much as a guidepost along the journey. So we're constantly moving in the direction of success until our time is up here on earth. Um, but the first key is to be able to visualize, see, and feel what it is you're trying to create in your life. So feel what it is you're trying to create. Feel it in your heart. See it in your mind's eye. And make it as real as possible to you. You know, Envision it as if it's already occurred. So, for example, I have a very clear vision of the ways that I will live my success, including how I bring that forward in my personal life and my work. I truly believe that it's possible for you to have the type of success that feels right for you. Uh, we're good at dreaming. We're really good at it. I mean, think about when we were kids. Um, we, we're amazing at dreaming all the different things that we want to create, uh, and we can do it as, as adults as well. But often as adults, we're equally as great as at shooting down our dreams as well, right? Uh, we, can, we can say, oh, yes, I want that, but... And then there's five or six or seven or 10 or 20 reasons why we can't go after it. We might not believe that we're worthy of it. We not, 
not think that we have the time or the money or the dedication or the focus or whatever it is, right? We're great at shooting down our own dreams, which is a obviously not a way to live successfully. So pay attention to that voice in your head that's going to tell you all the reasons why you don't deserve your dreams, why you're going to fail, or why it's a stupid idea, and consistently tell that voice that it's wrong. Replace those negative thoughts with positive affirming ones so that they help you on your life journey and they help continue moving you forward towards that dream that you have. You really want to be able to get to the point where you, I'm going to say 100%, maybe it's only 95%, but you're very confident that you can create what you want for your life and you will be successful. So that anytime that voice in your head starts to say something, you can quickly shut it on down and keep moving forward. You also want to be able to clearly state what it is that you're looking to create with your life. So it's important to be focused with this. So to say that your definition of success is to be happy in your life is great, fabulous, wonderful definition. But what exactly does that mean? How do you make it real so that you can actually start to take action and track how well you're doing? So for me and my definition of success, which again is authenticity, passion, fierceness, courage, freedom, love, joy, there are many ways that I could go about living it. So one way that I made it real and measurable was to bring in the regret factor. So if I make a decision or act one way that would lead me to regret it on my deathbed, then I know that it's not in in alignment with my life of authenticity and living with passion and fierceness and courage and all that. And therefore, I shouldn't go in that direction because I'll regret it later on. The second thing you need to do is be and remain committed. There's going to be bumps in the road as you journey through life. And your commitment is what is going to bring you through. And commitment is different than motivation. Commitment implies a dedication to achieving something, whereas motivation is the fire that's under your butt that gets you moving towards it. So how do you stay committed? First, and probably the most important, is you have the right perspective and mindset. Remember, you have a choice with your life, with your success, and you can either focus on it wholeheartedly, or you can wander around hoping that it magically happens, which usually it doesn't, right? So to be successful, you say, you need to tell yourself, I'm going to focus, and I'm going to go with it. I mean, you need to say to yourself, I'm going for it. You know, come hell or high water, I am going for it. If it helps... You know, break down a goal that aligns with your definition of success into small steps so you can begin to see results. It's much easier to remain committed to something that feels manageable and even attainable, even if it requires, you know, 100 small steps to get there. Another thing you can do to stay committed to your, your, the way you want to live and how you define success is make time every day to do something that aligns with your success goal. So, for example... If your definition of success is that you have time that you spend with your family and you have a really good work life and family life balance, you might actually black out time on your calendar every day to spend time with family members or maybe read the bedtime story or whatever it is. The trick is to make it an everyday habit. You want to get into the habit of doing something aligned with your definition of success every day. That will help you stay committed. It'll help you to make it a regular part of your routine, and that all leads to success. Another way you can stay committed is to hold yourself accountable and ask someone to hold you accountable for your success. So there's no difference 
here when I talk about accountability than the buddy systems that you see set up at weight loss or fitness clubs and even the buddy system that exists within Alcoholics Anonymous. The person you ask will be there to cheerlead you, to ask you about your progress, to ask you the tough questions and even, you know, stick a cattle prod on you so that you get moving. Uh, they're going to be your your partner in this and you for them, right? It's a, a, a reciprocal relationship. It's going to help set up milestones and rewards so that when that milestone is reached, you can reward yourself. Finally, to remain committed, you might want to seek out other people or groups that have a similar definition of success as you. So much as Warren Buffett and Bill Gates joined forces to make the giving pledge, uh, focused on making differences in other people's lives, you could connect with others or take courses, join meetups. Uh, You know, the options here are pretty much limitless. But the idea here is that when you surround yourself with others who are going after a similar type of dream or goal or definition of success, you're more likely to continue moving forward as well. And you have the added benefit of being able to share ideas and learn from others. There's one other thing about doing the work to get to get to your success in life, right? And that is um, having patience, right? Thomas Jefferson, who held over 1,000 patents, defined success as being 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration, right? Indicating that you have the spark of the idea, but it takes a lot of work to get there. And this is, I think, the one thing that really separates those who are successful from those who are not. To achieve our success, we have to be willing to do the work to get it. I'll talk more about that after our break. Stay tuned. The number is 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Chef Ouvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ugmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting theculture of excess.com. 
www.thecourageousmama.com. Welcome back. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And today we've been talking about redefining and achieving success. And just before the break, I shared that, you know, the one thing that truly separates those who are successful in whatever it is that they're trying to create with their lives from those who are not are those who are willing to do the work to get it. We live in a society that is just pretty much all about instant gratification. You know, I can have anything I want delivered to my door in San Francisco, usually within a few hours. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can get instantly. Uh, and we're, we're used to getting things immediately. And we've become a society that tries to force things to happen quickly. And that's not how success works. Right? Success requires that we invest the time to watch things grow and unfold. And while it can be nice to get something instantly, and it can be a complete boost when something comes together that easily and seamlessly in our lives as we create the life that we want, it can also have a big negative impact because then we become impatient and we may even give up when things don't seem to come together as quickly as we want them to. There's a beauty and a connection with our lives when we allow things to unfold. And, you know, a simple example, I've been doing all the landscaping work at my house in Guatemala, and I'm doing it the old-fashioned way. So rather than putting in sod and having an instant garden and beautifully landscaped, I've been digging up the dirt, planting grass seed, and, you know, then waiting and watching and watering and, you know, the excitement when I suddenly see a little bit of grass coming up through the dirt, I can't even explain. And it's like worth the wait. There is a space that's allowed when we're creating our life and our success that we need to have. We need to plant those seeds of what we want. We need to give them the space to grow right? The space to be, have the sun and the water and all of that so that they can in fact grow and grow to full maturity. The problem when we have the instant lawn with the beautifully landscaped gardens is a couple of years later, the trees have grown, right? The shrubs have grown and all of a sudden there's, there's no room left for them. It looks overgrown. It doesn't look comfortable and free. And that happens when we try to rush things as well. We, we move forward we plant all this stuff, we work really hard and we have it there and a couple of years later it doesn't quite fit us. Whereas if we step back and we go through the process and we tend to it, we have the breathing space. We can course correct as we need as things start to grow rather than all of a sudden having everything being overgrown. Um, when I look at that, and I look at that grass and I compare it to my life journey in terms of the success that I've had and the seeds that I've planted throughout my life, I have a great deal of satisfaction. I say, wow, I can see how it's all come together. And I've enjoyed it along the way. It hasn't been instantaneous. And I've enjoyed the, the sweat and the work that I've taken to not only create the grass and the landscaping in my house, but the journey of my life and where I've gotten to and how it aligns with my success. Now, of course, there's road bumps, right? And we're going to hit road bumps and things are going to go wrong. There's no guarantee that everything will be easy and perfect. 
that's when having that dedication and focus really comes into play. There's going to be a tough time. How you handle those times is also that indicator of how successful you're going to be. A lot of people will give up when stuff happens that makes the dream difficult. Um, they lack that commitment. Um, they, they are discouraged. When that happens to me, here's what I do. I acknowledge my discouragement. I even mourn the loss of something if the event warrants it, if I have to give up a dream. And like everybody, I have had to give up some dreams in my life. And it's important that I mourn it because then I'm allowed, I allow myself to work through it and release any negative feelings. And then I tell myself something better is coming in and I look around, I shift my perspective to one of wonder and anticipation and curiosity. What next is coming and how will that align with my success? I hope you enjoyed today's show on success. If you want to learn more about it or how to live your life authentically, please visit my website at spiritevolution.co. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great week. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.